Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier NFT art podcast. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating amazing art. We're excited to help you in your collecting journey. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Cornering the Market. Today is Thursday, October 27th. We will ambitiously attempt to cover everything relevant and interesting in the gen art world, as well as highlight collections that we think could be good entry prices and also could be good just for you to know about. My name is P. I go by Aston Cloud online. I'm joined by my great friend Jared, who you may know as Jared underscore pause online. Jared, how are you doing today, my friend? Doing super well. Um, just ready for the weekend. It's my second son's birthday, so ready and preparing for that. Excellent. Good to have family time. Jared is a family man, and on top of that, he is about to launch his fund. Can we give a second? Jared, you want to give some details? Fund launching. We've been talking about it for a while. The day is coming. Yes, super excited. Uh, our, our November 1st, um, get to launch and um, accepting deposits now, um, and then quarterly onboarding. So if for whatever reason you're starting to feel FOMO and uh, uh, and want to jump in at a later date, there's always uh, new entry points, but it's getting super excited, man. We did a Twitter Spaces yesterday and uh, kind of threw out a general 100 ETH challenge uh, to all the listenership, and it was it was fun um, just to hear everybody's input and, and get some feedback that way. So I'm getting excited. I already got the strategies and, and some stuff lined up. So being able to start to take action on it is it feels very, very exciting, honestly. I'm, I'm more stoked now than ever. Good, as you should be. And that 100 ETH challenge for folks who may not know is we, we do a hypothetical. If you had 100 Ether, what would you buy? Jared did this on the Twitter spaces because it's not going to be hypothetical for very long for him. So people will, will be watching those wallets and seeing what you're going after. It'll be exciting to see. So congrats on that. A uh, couple of house cleaning things. As always, these episodes are audio only. It will be up on YouTube. Please subscribe, comment, like. We love hearing from you. Appreciate your help. And as you've probably seen the past couple of weeks, there'll be a Twitter thread summarizing this. And we will also highlight any disclaimers we have when we own things that we are talking about. So let's jump on in. We're going to start really quickly with the macro. Uh, some interesting stuff going on. Ethereum has rallied up to like 1500 or so, uh, more than 1500. Bitcoin rallied as well up to 20,000. People think that things were just oversold. This is another bear market rally. We'll find out. A lot of catalysts coming up in the world as the macro economy has not significantly changed. But in the week, Ethereum is up 18.3%, which is a lot. Uh, Bitcoin up 6.4%. A lot of this rally has been in Ether. Solana only up 6.6%. What do you make of this, Jared? Anything worth highlighting? Just something I'm watching. Uh, you know, I've shared with you, I'm looking to see if it follows Wyckoff accumulation. Um, but other than that, I think it's just a data point. It's a, it's an exciting blip on the, the current radar. But uh, I'm also not holding my breath at this point quite yet. Yep, agreed. So people are cautiously optimistic, although we, we have seen some more volume in the NFT world. So let's head over to nftpricefloor.com. We'll take a look at our blue chip collections seven days I like to start with where we're seeing volume uh, top three in volume uh, in the last seven days 
32 sales for Chromie Squiggles. No surprise, it's pretty much always number one. Pigments is coming in with second place with 12 sales in the past seven days. And I actually looked at this yesterday. I think those are probably more recent, uh, four in the last 24 hours. So Pigments, another art box curated, making moves. Edifice, another art box curated, 10 sales, nine sales in Gazers, and Anticyclones at nine, rounding out the top five. So certainly volume rotating to different art blocks projects. We'll talk about that in our general news section because there does seem to be something going on there that we'll discuss. Uh, but more volume this week compared to last week, for sure. And then when we look at floor price changes in the past seven days, uh, number one is elevated deconstructions, which is a whopping 221% floor increase. So that's that's more than 2x, friends, 96 floor ether, sorry, 96 ether floor now. Uh, again, we'll talk about that. There's a reason for this. Second place is pigments up 55% to 2.49 ether floor and singularity up to 6.5 ether floor, 38% up. Uh, Gazer's up to 18, uh, 33% rise. So definitely some solid movement here. Art blocks curated season is certainly in and we'll talk about that. There, there are some, some whales making moves, and that could be due to the timing with the Ethereum market, perhaps showing signs of bottoming. Unclear. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Before we do that, let's head over to FX Hash. Uh, oh, sorry. Let's do the squiggle update. Jared, any squiggle news? Uh, I keep getting contacted for, for people to look for stuff. And what's really intriguing is uh, a lot looking for everything from floor to very prominent pieces. You know, most notably, you know, I talked about uh, um, the fund that bought the Daisy Row pipe. And we had a short conversation about how the pipe floor is incredibly thin, obviously a rarer piece within squiggles, but you know, to see that there is, um, you know, amazing volume uh, in the squiggles and that the floor just keeps creeping up. Um, you know, I think that between 13 to 15 ETH, it's a super thin floor, but very promising with 450 ETH in, in weekly volume and 32 sales. So the, the, the ownership percentage keeps increasing. Um, and overall, you know, not to sound like an absolute maxi here, but the... The sales are ranging from absolutely amazing and higher end pieces to floor. So I think there's a good diversity amongst the sales and uh, it feels like there's a, a really, really good floor being set in place for the, the squiggle. Squiggles are hot. This is uh, this is no news. And we know you're a squiggle maxi. Jared. <laughs> you don't have to hide it. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. Squiggle maxi dot ETH, baby. That's right. You, you got the name. <laughs> You've enshrined it into the blockchain. I did. All right, let's let's talk some FX hash seven day volume. What are you seeing? So the seven day volume is, you know, I'll call it uh, pretty intriguing. The one that stands at the top is dragons. I think you're seeing a pretty hot run in dragons. You know, one of the the I think dragons are starting to become affordable relative to anticyclone. The floor on anticyclone right now is extremely thin. Um, you know, you could easily see 10 plus anticyclone if somebody came in and swept, you know, six of these things. And uh, I think relatively speaking, uh, everybody likes the dragons and thinks aesthetically they're 
just as beautiful. Uh, and so I think that the relative cost basis and the just general discovery and eyes on FX hash is impressive. So, you know, that, that one's rounding out the, the top spot for the last seven days with some really, really great sales. Um, and then just by and large, it's sprinkled in with some new projects and, uh, of course, some old ones like uh, your RGB and uh, Zancan. So pretty typical distribution, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. It feels like volume's maybe a tiny bit down. We will start recording the aggregate volume. We just looked at what was in the top seven. But it feels like perhaps it's been slightly less, I think, when we had September and the fire within. And there were a few collections that were doing more volume in the first seven days than I think they probably were closer to 20,000 Tezos. So uh, right now, Dragon's the number one, as Jared mentioned, is 15,000 Tezos. So perhaps a little bit down, but still a good mix of new and old. Still a lot of interest and excitement over there on FX Hash. Let's talk some Gen Art news. Jared. Do you want to talk about this, what we were alluding to with the uh, sales and art blocks? There's been a particular whale sweeping through that may have triggered this. Yeah, no, this is um, really interesting to to see how the the money is rotating from this one particular wallet. And, you know, they they sold a hoodie ape most notably for about 3,300 ETH. And I forgot the actual distribution, but I believe roughly 1,700 to 2,200 of that ETH then got rotated into into uh, Artblocks projects. And they, they created uh, an Artblocks Series 1 through 8 set. And, you know, in particular, I was really intrigued to see a lot of the, the purchases um, you know, in particular, the one that was most notable to me was the anti-cyclones. Um, and, and I don't know if it's a confirmation bias, but, you know, they rotated into and bought a, quite a number of anti-cyclones and really established the, the highest sale of, a, um, of an anti-cyclone with that 37 ETH graphite sale, which is really, really um intriguing so just and, and for reference it the wallet is danny secure um it's a very very popular figure on um art blocks but this individual was like and this is meant to be complimentary but like ruthless in the buying i mean really didn't didn't go for a floor level uh you know the ringer that they bought was a yellow body absolutely stunning bought three fidenzas you know um it, it was a really really incredible to watch the art blocks volume you know somewhat fictitiously inflated just with the with this wallet going absolutely bonkers but you know it, it was it was interesting in my opinion to see the the one ape the crypto punk ape sale get rotated uh, and, and they bought some other stuff like a it was like 69 rug radio uh, pieces I, I went in and tracked the actual thing but that wallet but you know the, the the majority of it really rotated into to art blocks and and it was really cool to see that and that attention uh very publicly they they claimed to have completed a set of art blocks series 1 through 8 pieces and i think that it was you know when it got announced originally there was five completed uh sets and 
as of today, there's now 13. So, you know, the attention that they brought to the marketplace is definitely inspiring people to, to look at things similarly. Yeah. A few quick takeaways for me, just to add on what you're saying. Okay. So anti-cyclones, they established the top tick. The previous all-time high was 26.9. They bought one at 26.8 and then one at 37. So now we have a psychologically a higher price that is allowed for anti-cyclones. Why is this important? This is important because this hasn't really happened in a lot of collections in quite some time in, during this bear market. And if you go back and you listen to some of the early folks when they knew that CryptoPunks were a thing and the whole, honestly, NFT thing could be something bigger, people will talk about an alien punk or an ape punk being bought for five times, three times higher than anything had been purchased before. So this is a seminal moment. It, it signals to the market that something is changing. We also had a sale of a September on FX hash for 5,000 Tez, which is about 10x anything else. That means there are people out there who have conviction and are willing to pay early to go for really nice pieces. So, so that's number one. This could signal a change in the market. Secondly, there is a meta going around now. We were talking about this on our spaces where people want to collect these a set of these art blocks curated in the first eight series because art blocks has changed how they will be categorizing their releases. They're no longer grouping them into series. So that meta is there. I, I was kind of alluding to this earlier. Elevated deconstructions, I think there are only a hundred of them. There's a hundred of them. And that's part of the reason their floor rose so fast is because people are just not selling them because now there can only be a hundred full sets of art blocks curated. And that has triggered a run in other collections as well. Now this person, Danny, who goes by seed phrase on Twitter, they also uh, bought like 20 Fontanas, a bunch of other stuff too. So really high conviction bets. And the third takeaway, which Jared mentioned, but I'll reiterate, gen art, blue chip gen art is here to stay. A lot of people think it's bottomed already in US dollar prices. For me, it's the green light. Hey, I can go buy whenever I see something that I feel like is undervalued. I don't need to wait anymore for... I'm going to interrupt, and I apologize, but I'm going to send a tweet out about this today. I've just been really tracking, and I should have mentioned this in the Squiggle update, but it's a it's representative of Gen Art. I've been tracking the Squiggle chart relative to Bitcoin before the, the run-up in this last cycle, and they're almost identical. I mean, like crazy, almost identical. So, you know, for a further data point, to supplement what you're saying about the bottom being in, it just feels like, um, and I hate to chart for some of this, but it all ties back to to human psychology, and there just seems to be a, like a bull flag and some indication that that there's more to come. And when you start seeing big money like Seed Phrase, just almost ruthlessly come in and and buy what his eye likes, regardless of price, you know, it shows that there's conviction in this space. I like it. Hundred percent. And for the sake of time, let's move on from Gen Art News. We can cover some of the other stuff we had later. And let's hop over to release recaps. Well, actually, there were no big releases that came up in the past week. So nothing to really recap. We focus on hyped drops in the market and talk about how they did or what we we're hearing about it. But nothing that was really big. Uh, from our standpoint last week. So we'll shift over to great art at great prices. 
Jared, I know you found a couple. You want to start with one of the ones that you liked? Yeah, I'm probably mispronouncing, but it's an artist that I've just absolutely been adoring. He's been an early adopter at GM Dow, um, probably even a co-creator. I'm not sure, but it's uh, on that platform. It's I'm a butcher the name, but Coropio, Coripo, whatever, uh, by Rich Bull, and it's absolutely stunning. It's got an um, yeah, a very attractive entry point right now. I think it's at about 2.2 ETH. And there's some really beautiful pieces in this collection. Um, I'm, I was before we even had the this podcast. I was talking, I was looking it up last night because I was really, it took all my power not to to jump in. Some really prominent collectors have them in their in their wallet, and I just, it, it's something beautiful. It looks like watercolors uh, to me on canvas, and it's just. I keep going back to Rich Pool. I think will will prove out to be a formative. Um, artist within this space and this movement. And this is a, you know, an Ethereum. He does a lot of work on Tez, but this is an Ethereum based project tied to the GM down and GM studios. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it could go down as like one of those primary releases for it. You know, the, the, I don't want to call it day zero because that's a, that's not giving it the proper attention, but you know, it, it is an OG in the space and, you know, there's enough variance throughout the collection that, you know, you can pick a particular aesthetic and, you know, just looking at everything under half an ETH right now, you have a ton of options. I mean, beautiful collection that I think warrants uh, a second look by by our listenership. Agreed. I'll go on to the next one. I wanted to highlight a drop that I saw on FX hash that didn't necessarily get a ton of attention, but I really enjoyed it. It's called Improvisation One. It's by Harunz, H-R-U-N-Z. Again, this will all be in the show notes. This launched, oh, in the last couple of days. Let's see, October 23rd, so four days ago. Floor price is 1.379, sorry, 1.369, of course, not 7.9. And yeah, I just just like the way they look. I wouldn't buy this thinking that this is going to go up in money, but it's focused on fractals. There's a nice diversity of colors. I think it's just nice art for, you know, $15. You're going to pay more for lunch. So I think that this is one that could be quite good. I don't have too much more to say on that. So we can go on to your next one, Jared. My next is Quirty, Q-W-E-R-T-Y by Tara Donovan. This is one that uh, is a an art blocks by Pace release. It's one that uh, kind of flew under my radar, honestly, but uh, it was brought to my attention by a, a very large collector, one that uh, pointed out that uh, a little bit of alpha Snowfro himself felt very uh, was underappreciated. Tara is a, a a very I'll call it established uh, traditional art artist. Um, where that that piece of sell for tens of thousands of dollars and here with a floor about 0.3 ETH and really a lot of options up until 0.4. I mean, and beautiful ones at that, uh, you know, you're able to to get in, you know, for four, 500 bucks rather than, you know, 40,000. So really interesting play if the artwork has a, a resonance with you, but just thought we would point that out as a, a really good opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I I love this art. 
And it reminds me a lot. We didn't even talk about this before, but do you remember? I want to say it's called Balotic by Modus Art, which I believe is another art blocks. I want to say it was a factory project. It reminds me a little bit of that similar vibe with the black and white. Check it out. When we put out our tweet thread, we will, of course, show an image so you can get a sense of what QWERTY looks like. And that's great alpha. If Snowfro is into it, it's uh, it's probably something to pay attention to. And I, I think that this, you know, the Art Blocks by Pace partnerships, the, the releases haven't been getting as much attention as maybe an Art Blocks curated. So I think from a long-term collectability, Pace is an incredible name in the space. And I just think it's a, you know, an early release. There, there might be some long-term value and collectability. You know, it's only a 500-piece set, so you know, there's a lot of stuff going for it. 100%. And I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have much more to add to that. I think that's why Collectors Corner is here. There's a lot going on in different corners of the internet. We try to gather it for you, organize it for you, help you find it, see if you like it. Next up, In a Moment, A Thousand Years by Zalted, X-A-L-T-E-D. This is another FX hash project. This one actually did quite well. I had over 5,000 Tezos in secondary volume on the first day, which I believe was yesterday. Yep, I launched well, two days ago, October 25th. Floor is currently 40 Tezos, so around 50 US dollars. Really cool looking art, great variety in the collection. Uh, a lot of variety in colors. The palettes look somewhat similar, but you get a ton of feel that there's a breadth of the collection based on the colors there. Uh, certainly an, an interesting style, that kind of traditional sort of grainy vibe that you get from FX Hash. Uh, Zalted seems to be a, you know, they have some interesting stuff too, if you check out all their collections they put out there. So wanted to highlight that and would love to hear what everyone thinks about it. But Again, I, I wouldn't buy this thinking that it's going to 10x. This is just great art at, at a good price. If it goes 10x, wonderful. If not, you, you got a, a really nice piece of art that you can appreciate. So with that, let's head over to some exciting new drops. There is one that I, well, a couple that I'm really intrigued by. The first one I wanted to highlight is our friend Thomas Lynn Peterson is doing a he's he's in a collaboration uh this seems interesting i don't know all the details and not all the details have been released yet but he is doing a collaboration with a company called bang and olufsen which has been around for a while it seems almost like a design like art shop uh somewhere in the nordics i want to say denmark but i haven't fact checked that they're releasing something called the dna of bang and olufsen which is a collaboration with Thomas Peterson, themselves, Siobhan Wong, and Hakatau. So some famous artists. Uh, I'm not sure if Hakatau has any ties to Denmark or the Nordic regions. Thomas is from Denmark. So there's probably a bit of a, a connection there. And they're going to have a mint in 20 days or so. I think it's about 21 days. We'll link to their website so you can check it out. And they're saying the NFT owners can claim an art vial and a music vial giving them the ability to fuse the DNA of Bang & Olufsen with the DNAs of our collaborating artists and musicians, creating a new kind of collectible. So uh, we'll probably get more details as it gets closer, but this is one that I think is worth keeping an eye out on. And the next one that I wanted to talk about here is uh, our boy, 
a friend who actually just followed me. Thank you. Uh, it's uh, Yazid, or Yazid, who is doing a collection with Vertical Crypto. They're going to have an event in London on November 2nd. And, uh, you know, Yazid mentioned in a tweet, i got to find it because I don't have it queued up here, but he mentioned that his next uh, long form is going to be through here. Um, I don't know why I can't find it, but uh, essentially what he said is that his next project, it's going to be on FX Hash. It's going to be in collaboration here. Uh, and he he mentioned that it is going to be sort of related or perhaps a continuation of uh, just Gestalt, his most, not most recent, but his uh, FX Hash drop that was a few months ago. He had one very recently that came out since, which was a tribute to Herbert Frankie. So those are two drops that I'm looking forward to for sure. And the third one that we were talking about, Jared, maybe you want to give your thoughts on this one, is the next Artblocks Curated, which was just announced. Yeah, this one is called Tide Predictor. It seems to have a very like holographic appearance to it. I think that the it's very easy on the eye and it's set to drop on November 2nd from the artist low vid. Um, I just think it's a, it, it is something that could present extremely well uh, when the technology catches up to, um, you know, for the display, you know, it's almost like can't wait to see this thing on the three story Samsung billboard from, uh, um, you know, in the next NFT NYC, it's it just got a very like, holographic prismatic type of appearance that um it it's um it, it draws me in in a in a very simple way uh, and and I think it's beautiful. I agree. I it feels a little bit different. It feels more on the light side than the color side, kind of like Zach Lieberman's works. I will tell you looking at the staging website, I do wonder if there's going to be enough variety to justify this being a 400 piece collection, but it felt different. And that really intrigued me. They talk about how they build a bridge from a video synth synthesizer to algorithmic code-derived imagery. So it sounds like it might be a little bit unique. And I'm curious to see what it ultimately looks like. There's some motion involved in it and also what the market's response is to it. It kind of reminds me of like, and this is maybe not a bad or a good reference, but the... Um, uh, color studies by Jeff Davis, but like in a different take on it, almost like a modernized take. I don't know if that uh, makes sense to the listenership, but it, it just, it feels kind of fun and playful just as color study had to me. Yes. A hundred percent agree. I'm a fan of it. All right. Our next section. Well, real quick, I want to touch on one more. It was the friendship bracelets that's coming oh, out. Okay, sure. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about them. On November 3rd, I thought this was a really cool dynamic that just got announced by Artblocks. Um, it's kind of fresh, so we're still processing. But it appears as though they took a snapshot as of um, October 26th, so uh, a day before this recording, probably two days before you hear it, at 3 p.m. Central Time. And what's cool is they're going to give the rights to mint two of these uh, NFTs if you hold for every wallet that holds at least one art blocks piece. So what I thought about this and, and I was just scrolling through the, the announcement on art blocks was 
it was fun to think that you know you don't have to be a whale you don't have to own a ringer or a fidenza like anybody whether it's a factory or curated if you have one art blocks piece then you're able to mint two of these friendship bracelets and the artist is alexis andre and they talked about how it was creating uh, art to be accessible to the masses and in some future um i call it variant or supplementation of it and, and they're really encouraging um the owners to since you have two to share one you know almost in that spirit of the friendship bracelet and i just thought that was really really cool you know there's so many collectors that we engage with that use dead ringers as a an onboarding you know because it's so i'll call it a low entry uh you know you're able to share that and airdrop it to people um and create wallets and get the excitement going i really look at this as a a big community development and community outreach opportunity on behalf of art blocks and and i just thought it was really cool the art's intriguing i'm looking forward to seeing more outputs but you know this is fresh so we're processing in the moment and don't necessarily have a ton of time but you know the minting starts november 3rd and it's open until january 10th so even then it gives everybody a a long window and period to to get on board with this and i think it's just another uh, indication of how art blocks is trying to differentiate themselves from the marketplace and really establish themselves as a uh, a premier community yeah it's great i'm sure this cost them quite a bit of money certainly time they're effectively giving these away for free uh both if you have an art blocks project some people have multiple across multiple wallets they're going to get a bunch of these my guess is they'll give them away i don't think that these are going to be worth a lot because so many people will get them so i don't think the intention is for the price to appreciate and that is obviously a great thing for the community so excited to see how that does hundred percent okay cool cool artists we want to highlight i'm gonna go uh, a, a little bit off our typical topic jared i don't know if you've seen this artist but this is one that come across came across my radar really interesting they're called other world super rare artist one of ones i do these are definitely not generative but their whole theme is dark art with bright colors these things are selling for a lot of money the most recent one sold for 80 ether um, so they're in the thousands, tens of thousands of dollars, but it's just really cool art. And, you know, I, there's way more art that I can purchase, of course. So I love to just see ones that I think are cool and different. So this is Otherworld. I appreciate you sharing. There's actually some pretty dope art on here. Uh, r- really funny variants of classical artwork, honestly. Yeah, a lot of Christian themes that I'm seeing here with like angels and you know, different, uh, kind of almost like, I don't want to say things that I don't know about, but, you know. Well, it even looked like The Last Supper. It was just kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, there's one called The Last Supper. Uh, and then one other artist I wanted to highlight here today. Uh, this artist is actually in Grailer's Dow. She's great. Uh, Elena, or I should say they are great. I'm not sure if they identify as female, but Elena Lazutina. Hopefully I got that right. And uh, they do a lot of uh, data visualization art that has some motion in it. Uh, recently released something called 44 Marble Street. And it just yeah, I just really liked it. We tweeted about this, actually. Give, gives me South Beach Miami vibes. Just really colorful and fun. It's AI post-processing, frame by frame. 
a lot of really beautiful art that people have, have noticed. Uh, these one of ones are actually quite expensive and these low editions are quite expensive. But yeah, it just it makes me happy. That's that's the easy way to put it. I think one that comes to mind for me, I know this is it's not necessarily uh somebody who needs a lot of attention, but it's a project that I feel is coming back to reality uh, and affordability for a lot of people. It's close to one ETH equivalent, but a bug forest by Zankin. I mean, mm -hmm. the the floor right now is 1400. Uh, Tez, you know, I just think that, um, you know, for, for an entry point to a one-on-one of X Zankin, you know, th these were going for, you know, 2000 Tez a little while ago. Um, absolutely. Uh, good, great opportunity. I think it, my guess is it's going to go down a little bit more, but I've started seeing the floor fill in with, I'll call it non-floor pieces. So there's a really great opportunity to to pick up an incredible, unique piece of Zancan art at a attractive price point. Excellent. So that is definitely one collection to watch. Uh, I want to highlight another one, which is Fontana by Harvey Rayner. It was the penultimate art blocks curated i believe this is the one i mentioned earlier that seed phrase swept about 20 of them something like that but even before then the floor price has bounced i mean it launched i want to say it got to about a 0.4 ether resting dutch auction this was sort of a lot of flippers involved i think the price dipped below that at some point but it has rallied and if anyone has listened to our episode with Thomas Peterson, just came out yesterday, so I'll forgive you for not having listened yet. <laughs> just kidding. But he mentions this. He mentions that he'd been waiting months to see this drop. So he obviously had an inside view, maybe was giving some tips to this artist as they were tweaking their algorithm. And I don't know. I mean, this might be one, you know, we might wake up in a year and this is at like a 30 ether floor, or whatever the U.S. dollar equivalent is then uh, of 30 ethers now, 30 ether now. Uh, it's interesting to see, right? Because as we consider that the market is turning, we this is a new segment for us, like what collections to watch. Because let's be real, the last three, four months, like there's nothing to do <laughs> to wait for the market to bottom for the most part. But I think it's it's now worth it to talk about different collections to to watch. Uh, maybe you, you had some thoughts about some existing ones. Do you want to highlight any, Jared? Uh, maybe memories, and I'm, I'm leading you here a little bit, but if there's anything like that. I appreciate you leading the witness here. Yeah, I just, I, I hate to, to feel like I'm just keep going back to it over and over again and week by week, but memories just starts to, to come to mind. You know, I think that the love for Emily uh, amongst the collectorship is very strong you know you see her with the rebranding of the art blocks website you know her um profile and project is is up front i know uh, a lot of major collectors appreciate it but you know there just seems like there hasn't been a lot of activity uh on it lately so when this thing goes i just feel like it's going to run real quick um and it just it feels like it's primed and ready to to go you know, while you do the the next category, I'm actually gonna look up the the charts on this one for memories. That is, but it just it feels like it's poised for uh, a run up. I mean, there, there's a it could easily, if somebody wanted to come in, jump to eight or nine ETH, no problem. It just 
it's one that I'm targeting, honestly, for the fun. It, it's just beautiful art. It seems like uh, its day in the sun is up and coming. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I'm going to talk about one in a similar vein, which is Gazer's. I mentioned the Gazer's floor. It's actually at an all-time high floor, 18 Ether. So why am I talking about this? I will continue to come back and harp on it. I tell Jared every day. He's probably tired of hearing it. This community is so engaged, and attention and engagement is what will continue to drive up prices. The community is crazy. The, not crazy, but like crazy engaged. And the ability of this collection to evolve I mean, by second by second, depending on the piece of work you have, will, I think, keep people engaged even further and why you have such true fans. I think that this could easily be a top three art blocks project in the long term, or at least wow. top five. Top three, you know. Shut the fire, ten. baby. Hot take, baby. Hot takes coming in. I'm, I'm telling you, like, go, go to OpenSea, check out their analytics, look at the last 30 days, and tell me how many charts you see like this in the middle of bear market. 30 days ago, it was at 8.25 Ether floor. It, it is now a sale away from 20. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think it's the hot take at the end of the day. I, you're right. They, For me being a squiggle maxi and, and being so entrenched into the, the Chromie squiggle community and seeing how many people are diamond handing and looking at this, the same is for uh, the gazer, absolutely diehard individuals. I'm not saying it's just because of our podcast, but I feel like people are starting to dig into it and have a greater appreciation for it. And to your point uh, that you've mentioned before, it's a dynamic piece. It's going to age well. It, it's got a great, um, you know, I'll call it topic around the, the moon and the lunar cycles. And, you know, it, it constantly evolves with time. And there's there's stuff programmed in there that not, none of us are even aware of. Uh, so it's just like the gift that keeps on giving. I think the people who have them, love them, uh, you know, I, I secretly want an aluminum background so desperately bad, but they're all like gobbled up by this one whale wallet. But yeah, it, it's, I hear you. I just think that uh, I call it a hot take because, you know, people are going to say squiggle for Denzel Ringer. And this is definitely one of those candidates to, to unseed one of them. I, I, I agree with you that it has so much potential. So, so much potential. Yeah. And keep keep in mind, Jared, squiggles have 10 times the supply, right? So if you take that same community and compress it into one-tenth of the supply, uh, you, you can see why I, I feel that way. And just one more I wanted to highlight really quickly. Shout out to, I think it was NF Toga who told me about this, I'm pretty sure, one of our friends, our Moonbird friend and a fan. Uh, we mentioned last week Kim Asendorf, and Kim has another project that's a little bit under the radar called Monogrid. This is a really cool project. It actually is on sale on object, but it, it's not under Kim. It's under Monogrid. And it has a website too, monogrid.xyz. And these are, it's, it's just kind of like unique and interesting. And, oh, wow, uh, there's one that I was looking at. Oh, yeah, no, no there, there's only a few for sale. The cheapest one is 1380 Tez. And they're sort of this like, I don't even know how to describe it, the art, but it's it's really cool. There's a lot of motion, black and white, a lot of interesting shapes. So, uh it's just another one to watch. I think certainly worth checking out. And you had one more thing you wanted to mention, right, Jared? Yeah, I, I was just, uh, I pulled up the charts 
you know, it, it bounced off of, in USD terms, our favorite uh, favorite uh, data point of the cost basis versus market, and it's coming up against uh, a resistance point. And for reference, I'm looking at uh, article.io, art, A-R-T, A-C-L-E, or A-L-C. Uh, it's like article, but instead of the I, it's another A. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like dyslexic here today. Um, but, you know, it's coming up against some resistance. So, you know, if it can move, you know, I almost see an inverse head and shoulders. It, it feels like, like I said, oh, again, just another data point, somewhat of a confirmation bias. But it feels like there's there's something coming for memories, and, and I'm optimistic about it. Yeah, awesome. Well, that that is it for today, folks. We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate your support. A lot of folks have been giving us love lately, so thank you. Come hit us up if you have any questions. We love engaging with the community. Any questions about buying, approaches, thoughts, you know, bounce them off of us. We're here to support each and every one of you guys in your adventures and uh, exploration of gen art. So thank you, everybody, for, for listening this far. Yep. Th- thanks for tuning in. We will see you all next week. Hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We hope you enjoyed this episode and you found it useful in your collecting journey. Please check out our website, www.collectorscorner.xyz, for show notes and digital art galleries related to this episode. You can also follow us on Twitter, at collectors underscore XYZ. If you'd like to help us out, please leave us a five-star review on our website, or your favorite podcasting platform and or leave some feedback on how we can do better. The Collector's Corner team and guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.